Okay, I just need to say something. This is just like my little PSA for the entire world out there. We need to have an adult... Sorry. <laughs> wow, I, he can't even speak, everyone. <laughs> okay, well, that was weird, but we're just going to keep rolling with it. I was going to say, before I was rudely interrupted, I think we I think we all know. <laughs> if you know that reference, it's, it's from uh, Victoria Justice when she was, like, on Victorious. And then they... I think there was, like, a YTV or something interview where it's like, who's the best singer on set? And then everyone's like... Oh, Ariana, 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 obviously, because, you know, it's it's Ariana, of course. <laughs> but Victoria Justice was like, I think we all sing. I think we all sing. I think we all sing. Like, she kept fucking saying that. And then it became a meme. And that's just funny in itself because, like, shady as hell. <laughs> okay, but what I was going to say is that there should really be a doorman appreciation day. And I say that because doormen have to go through the worst. Like, they have to go through all four seasons and they're always wearing like some sort of very nice tailored suit which always sorry which always looks good on them or door women they 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 fucking kill it too but they have to deal with drunken nice they have to deal with messy breakups the girls running in and out of the fucking not even the hotel lobby but probably jumping from sometimes okay that got serious but <laughs> they have to deal with the messy elevator situation what if he catches somebody doing the dirty in the elevator um, the packages, the Amazon, the DoorDash people, the Uber Eats people, the fucking people coming inside trying to get a hotel room and try, uh, but not being nice about it. Like you, we have to deal with those mean people, you know, and the doorman has to suffer through it because they're the first person that they see and the last person that they see. And sometimes they're like the bellboy situation, how they have to help with bags. Like, girl, we need like a doorman appreciation day. I don't know if that's a thing. If that is a thing, please let me know. But <laughs> I don't have a doorman. I live in a house. But if I did, ooh, they would be getting like a uh, $100 of cash. Like, I think honestly, like, no gift is needed. Like, they don't need, like, unless it's like a really nice, thoughtful, like, wow, thoughtful gift, like a scarf or like a nice, fresh pair of mittens or even like, what's something that, yeah, like a very nice, like, like, pair of orthopedic shoes, like something that's like very, like, personalized to their job, obviously, because they're standing the entire day in the cold sometimes. Because, like, if you live in a cold climate, and they're just like outside helping people, of course. But, like, honestly, I think everyone should, like, if you see, if you, if you have the money for a hotel or, or just like a building that has a doorman, like, if you live in an apartment building, like, I know some apartment buildings do have doormans. Like, if you have the money to like live in a live in an apartment building that has a doorman, you have enough money to give that doorman at least. 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, because they, they they see you at your worst version of yourself or the best version of yourself. And that's just being legit, because when I tell you I've seen some messy ass people coming in and out of hotel rooms or in and out of just the apartment building, like it's like when I'm in the city and I just like see it, I'm like, damn, that doorman deserves like therapy, Jesus, uh, <laughs> a spa appointment, like, like they just deserve the world, so. That was my little PSA. If you like a little PSA moment, we can make this a regular thing. But um, this episode, you guys, this is going to cause a little bit of, um, not ruckus, but a little bit of, a little bit of hearsay. So I'm excited for it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. To my channel. <laughs> what was the I can't even take myself seriously, bitch. No, I was about to say, um, what's up everybody? 
You know, I, what what was it? I I have dirt on everyone, and they need they need to keep their mouth shut. Or what is it? Um, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Guys, somebody literally from my high school, I met up with this person and we were just like out for like a nice like, um, and then we went out to lunch or something. And they were like, Samir, your podcast, you are literally the Jeffree Star of the podcast world. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I need, to, I need to take that seriously or like as a compliment, as a compliment. I can't talk. I'm so sorry. Today's been a long day. But literally, like if I, if I were to take that as like a good compliment, like I could take that and like run with it, bitch. Like imagine like fake smile, um, track suits or like, um, what, what does he have? Like bucket hats and shit. Like, oh my God, that would be so fucking dope. I could make like a full on brand out of this shit. But literally imagine like me as Jeffree Star being like, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. And then a little um, sound effect. <laughs> but yeah, that's so fucking cute. Oh, my God. But a side note, Jeffree Star, he fucking as messy as that man is. And like we know, like like he, he started all three drama gettings. He like. He ha- he probably has shares in Morphe, which he doesn't disclose. He does a whole bunch of, of just bad shit. His dogs are kind of ugly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no shit. I, I mean, they're not my taste, but like, actually, you know, no, they're Palmer. Yeah, retract that. His dogs are just kind of annoying, honestly. Um, His whole thing with Nate. He's the, whatever. But he is the most, like, funniest, like, YouTuber, like, hearsay whatever like you cannot like you can talk shit about him in any other say but you cannot say that that man is not funny like he is legit like in quarantine like in the depths of quarantine you know those videos where it's like um tana mojo lying for 20 minutes straight like one of those or like um what who was i thinking of like kim kardashian talking about north for five minutes straight like one of those like were for five minutes straight i binge watched literally everyone that had to, had to do with jeffree star like it was literally jeffree star being iconic for 40 minutes straight or like jeffree star saying the word back for 40 minutes straight like it was amazing and i fucking love it there's the one video do you guys remember it was like in two it was like in 2017 and it was all about just like um it was it was some type of makeup it was the 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 like it was the pump makeup whatever the pump foundation was but like it was the like it was the color changing foundation that's what it was and i just remember in one part of the one part of his video where he's literally squeezing it and like nothing was coming out and it was the most funniest thing ever because he would literally like he would start squeezing nothing would come out and then he would start squeezing again and then the camera like zoomed into his face and it was funny because of course like he invented the ken burns (laughs) and then like he would you would do it again and then out of nowhere he wow out of nowhere he would be like bitch i swear to god and then he just starts shaking it on the fucking table squeezing it again and then then literally he just like broke it and then he's like well that was easy and i like died like jeffree star as bad as a person as he is that man is funny and i can award that to him (laughs) okay wow um hey guys (laughs) welcome back to the podcast um this is fake smile podcast with your host aka moi samira mccly um welcome or welcome back if you're new here please make sure to subscribe uh like rate review if you're already liking the content so far uh just as i was about to say where we are but that's not the end of the podcast (laughs) uh but yeah i hope you guys uh stick around for this episode this one's going to be a little bit of a a little bit of, of a fun one um um, we, we already know, like we all, I think we all know, <laughs> whatever. I think we all know that this podcast, we, we talk about some real ass shit. Like we just get down to the nitty and gritty. Like I don't, I don't sugarcoat. I just say what's on my mind. I edit out a few things, obviously because of like my whole like 
that whole situation. I try and edit that out as much as possible. But I'm just going to give you the real, honest, raw truth about some of my unpopular opinions, aka the gospel, according to Samira McClyde. <laughs> and I, I, I came up with that title. I think we're going to name this episode unpopular opinions the gospel according to samir mcclay i came up with that title um in like 2019 when i wanted to make this podcast and i was literally like that's gonna be like one of the episodes bitch like we have to fucking do it and my unpopular opinions i wouldn't say they're like very unpopular but like they're like the things that we all know but nobody really wants to say for fear of being judged or cancellation and do i want to get canceled absolutely not but will i say something that might offend somebody maybe (laughs) will i say something that will make people that follow me not want to follow me maybe (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm not gonna go that far i'm not gonna i'm i would never like be like intentionally rude or like you know, be anything like that involves like race or gender or no, absolutely fucking not. Like I will never say that's a good thing to mock or mistreat or judge or make a joke out of it. Absolutely not. But something about like style or um, maybe like a few movies that I know are very loved that I personally can't get down with or actors or something like that. Um, we going to spill the tea because this is what we do on this podcast. Like, yes, we fake smile our way out of some really bad situations. We we try our hardest to kind of, what's the word, thrive. <laughs> but it's very, very hard to, obviously, in this, now, in, in this now day and age. So we have to put on a mask sometimes. But you know what? Now we're going to take off the mask. We're going we're gonna to let our hair down. Let your hair down. Let your hair down so you can work it. <laughs> Miss Addison Ray, she she invented that song, <laughs> but whatever. We're gonna, we're just gonna let her hair down. We're gonna just say what's on our mind, say the truth, because we're not here to sugarcoat. We gotta. If you don't want to listen to some really bad, not bad, obviously some some good quality, maybe bad, like maybe hot takes. Um, you don't have to listen to this episode, but if you want to hear my hot takes and just keep on listening, if you're in the car right now, make sure you're looking both sides. Make sure you're looking in your rearview mirror. Um, check your backseat just in case somebody's trying to kill you. That's always something extra. <laughs> if you are doing your homework right now, you most likely need a calculator. I know what you're thinking. It's an English project, Samir. I don't need a calculator. Watch what you're gonna do because at 4 a.m. when you're still doing it, you gotta calculate what grade you're gonna get for whatever you're done. You're gonna need a calculator. <laughs> no, um, if you're doing your homework, I don't know why you're doing your homework and listening to this because you cannot focus, obviously, because my voice is the most posh, beautiful, masculine, um, dreamy tone that has ever graced your eardrums. <laughs> wow i'm like i'm good at this y'all can't say shit but i like i know my metaphorical um situation is is on point and none of y'all can say shit about that <laughs> okay okay let's stop gassing ourselves up well actually no it's the gas me up gas us up tuesdays obviously um welcome to fake smile pod aka gas me up tuesdays where i just gas myself up to make myself feel better it's actually saturday right now (laughs) so gas me up saturdays um yeah so some unpopular opinions let's get into it bitch (laughs) okay my first unpopular opinion this is not very unpopular but i think somebody needs to fucking hear it and that is that oh god i don't want to say i'm okay i'm gonna start off with a bang okay if, if, if y'all unsubscribe after this i'm so sorry but i just need to say it 
Harry Styles and Tom Holland aren't that cute. And I'm no, and I'm not sorry, okay? They are the epitome of basic, okay? And oh, wow, I can already feel like I literally look down on my arm and I already have goosebumps because bitch, I'm scared. But no, I'm sorry. Tom Holland, he's not that cute. He's he's oh, I'm sorry. Harry Styles, he was cute for the moment. Like when they were in one direction, he was cute for the moment, but like I'm sorry. It's just after over time looking at their two faces, I'm like, I've seen so much better. And I'm not. Maybe I'm offending. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, this has nothing to do with their race, nothing to do with their with their overall appearance. It's just for me personally, I think that they're not that cute because I just think that there's better looking actors or um entertainers. I'm so sorry. Um, but let's uh <laughs> you do see me trying to be quick with this because I'm just like trying to get through it. This feels like that one episode of like what's it called? Um uh what's it called what was it It was of it was in what was that it was in zoe 101 where i think zoe 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 101 zoe like bought a you remember the backpack episode where she where that that where she like redid a backpack and like everyone got angry at her because she redid the backpack and then everyone ended up loving it that one part where that girl like was talking shit about her backpack and then zoe heard and then like Zoe like was like excuse me and then the girl's like trying to backtrack really quickly <laughs> that's me right now bitch but I'm not gonna backtrack I gotta say my truth I I just don't think that, that they're that cute and I'm really sorry um but can we just talk about how what is it um is that his name Andrew Garfield that the new Spider-Man movie came out No Way Home and this is like this is another hot take I personally don't like Spider-Man movies I don't like the Marvel universe I've never have um I think there's better movies out there I don't think that a Marvel movie I, I, it's a good like franchise, obviously. Like I made lots of money. Like I, I, and I'm gonna say this: I respect every single person that that loves a franchise, that is down for it, that watches all the movies, that that like thrives in it. Like a hundred percent down, down for you. Like you're so dope for that. Like like the commitment it fucking takes. I absolutely respect and award you. But for me personally, I've never been a fan of Marvel just because like I prefer like a more rom com, <laughs> um, James Bond, like Harry Potter, like that kind of like, or even just like. Devil Wears Prada, 13, not 13 reasons why, hell no, um, 27 Dresses, Bridesmaids, like, I love, like, those more comedic rom-commy type of movies, um, and that's, and again, if, if you like Marvel, I literally applaud you, because that's a whole universe, that's, like, a whole other, that's a whole school project and several different subjects to understand and, like, do tests on every movie, if you actually know what you're doing, like, if you actually understand what's going on, fully applaud you, do your thing, babies, um, live your life. <laughs> but for me personally, I've just never been a fan of Spider-Man. And like, I think like, I think it's a really good franchise. Like I, I remember watching a few of them and like Gwen Stacy was really pretty. So there's something, but, um, can we just talk about how like 30, th wow, 38 year old Andrew Garfield. I'm reading this cause I literally saw this on Twitter and I was dying. Someone said, I love how 38 year old Andrew Garfield has become the white boy of the month again. Like it's 2012. And I started cracking up because bitch, it is 2012. Fucking Taylor Swift put out her red album. That's how you know it's 2012. Like, hello, Miss Tay Tay. She brought it back for us with her red album. Sorry, Taylor's version. <laughs> there was like a meme where some were, were like on um, Jimmy Fallon or something. She's like, Everything that has a parenthesis, Taylor's version, and then a closed parenthesis, I own that. So everyone just literally started like writing parentheses, Taylor's version, closed parentheses on everything like their hand, their schoolwork, 
their school being like, this is Taylor's property, not yours. Um, sit down and go back home <laughs> type of shit. But I was literally crying like, bitch, I was reading the subtweets under that. And someone was like, the Renaissance is upon us. Or like, I hope he is white boy of 2022. And then someone was like, he's 38. Damn, that man can drill me. And I was like, God, <laughs> damn, like we do not need to get that far. But no, it is 2012. Um, I would like to say we can all bring out our um, skinny neon jeans. We all had those blue neon jeans that were skinny jeans. Um, our blazers, um, our collared uh, polka dot shirts, our I love boobies bracelets, <laughs> our um, ballet flats, our wide belts our what's the one i'm missing that i love that i I, our anything that was fucking owl why was the owl like the animal of the fucking century in 2012 like i swear you cannot go anywhere without some girl wearing an owl necklace or an owl backpack or like a little or on her phone screen have it be an owl like why was the owl like the fucking what the fuck am i trying to say the fucking mascot of 2012 i'm sorry (laughs) okay Another unpopular opinion, 2012 was honestly a really cool year. Like, I know, like, everything was about to go down. Like, everyone was making movies about 2012 and, like, the year is about to end. Shit, that year did not end. If anything, it brought us a better time. (laughs) Okay, my next unpopular opinion. Um, Okay, this is going to be something. I have a a very strong talk on this one. Drowning yourself in designer does not make you chic or stylish. Uh, it makes you a walking billboard with no originality or thought processing. And I stand behind this 100%. Now, I love a designer bag. I love a little designer moment. I think it's cute. Like you can kiki, you can like live your life. Like you can, you can become who you want to become with that designer bag. Like I, I think it's cute. My mom has a bunch. My sister, I think, is looking to get some. I think she has a few. Um, but no, it's cute. Like it's like, and then imagine like you're matching like with your with like your friends. Like you can do a little mini me moment. Be like, let's kiki, let's get it. I sorry, I just I, someone someone said let's kiki, and that brought me back to 2015. I was like, I need to start saying it again. But like, it's like no, like you can go shopping. You can go like get it back. You can like go on rodeo, get like a cute bag. Like I love like I love the philosophy of it. Like the philosophy of the bags are cute um i think i i personally think like having a few staple bags in neutral colors that are designer that are very like classics like the chanel boy bag or the louis vuitton never full like i know that's a very old bag but it's still a classic no matter what um what's another one um the the Dior saddlebag, it is a classic bitch. That was a 1970 and they're still making it. So no one can tell me shit. This the Dior saddlebag. Um, what's it? Uh even just like the standard YSL clutch, um, the Bottega Veneta bag. Like, like, yes, those are those are a little bit more trendier, but because they've been remade to be more trend pieces as of now, but they're still classics that in a neutral color can still look beautiful with any outfit. So I think doing that is like very tasteful. But bitch, drowning yourself in a designer print, like a big designer jacket with like matching designer pants and like designer shoes with it like that is not stylish sweetie like that is not stylish at all yes you may have money and you may want to walk around and flex that you have money like do your thing sweetie um pay your rent though (laughs) but um it's not stylish like especially for those people that like 
this is like the remember the hype beast culture of 2018 and 2019 like the fucking supreme everything the supreme it was like this bitch girls were walking around with white brandy melville tops american eagle skinny jeans supreme underwear that showed the little supreme thing a supreme beanie and timberlands bitch you're not stylish you're you're not you are the epitome of a rapper's wife like i'm so sorry a tana mojo was wearing that and that says something uh, again no shade to tana it's just i think that she, she's literally said on a podcast that she knows that she's not stylish and she dresses the way she does just to be provocative which is fine again all credits to her but again drowning yourself in designer will never make you stylish because the designer means that it's most likely something that's one of a kind or made one made for one thing and it's made to accompany something that's not one of a kind as in like a good stable pair of jeans a good uh black turtleneck like think of a designer product should be a compliment not the entire outfit if you buy no no here here sorry here's where it can get touchy if you buy like a very beautiful chanel dress um like a like like you know like the classic black chanel dress uh with a little collar and maybe you pair it with like a little chanel um brooch and then you have some white knee-high boots and then you put and then you put on like a nice oversized white blazer and then a little hat like that's fucking cute and people know what chanel like if you tell them and you're carrying around like a boy band that's not drowning yourself in designer that's tasteful that's pretty that's classic but when it's a logo like logo mania type of shit where it's like the Gucci print is all over it or the coach print or the Louis Vuitton, everything that's not chic or stylish. That's very, it, it ends up looking kind of tacky, which is like not anyone's taste. Any, well, I mean, I, I can, I say this, but I definitely know that some people will still continue to wear it because you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking my shit, <laughs> but um, some people will continue to wear that and think it's stylish, but from like someone who has studied fashion and has, understood it and has taken classes and has taken and has gotten certificates based on it and has i i have my experience in it who has worked in a fashion show one time like i and understands the culture it's any designer will tell you that drowning yourself in their print is this is like a very low form of fashion to the point where it becomes tacky and looks like fast fashion like it's 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 not something that's very it can be looked at as chic in a way like the Chanel thing where even if you had like the black Chanel, like the white Chanel boots and the white, like, and the black dress, like that's still tasteful because it's not like a logo everywhere and it's a classic look. But when you drown yourself in a logo, it only kind of, it just makes you look like a walking billboard that has no sense of originality. And that, and then, and that's that I know I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing it for her because I don't want to harp on that. Cause I can, I can talk my shit about that. You all have heard my fashion thoughts. <laughs> I know whatever. So, but yeah, like, again, like if you're thinking about investing in any kind of um, designer piece, go for something that's classic uh, or in, in an accessory is, a, is essential doing something like a belt um well belts can be hard because the gucci belt is very tacky now <laughs> but like a belt is something a bag um a wristlet uh a wallet is very nice a card holder even sometimes a good designer pair of shoes is very nice like a like like a louboutin um i wouldn't recommend any piece of clothing like a jacket or a shirt or a pair of pants or um anything that's very like or a, a dress is different because a dress can be the whole outfit that you can wear for very, very special occasions. But try to invest in pieces that are very classic that you see on influencers 
that no, that you don't see on influencers because influencers will gravitate to any trend piece, such as the Dior saddlebag. Remember the classic Dior monogram print that was all over 19s, um, 2019, sorry, 2019's um, Instagram. It was the Dior saddlebag print. Uh, and then 2020 was like the Bottega Veneta. Like we had all of that. But what made it kind of very tacky and and way too trendy after a while was seen on every single influencer in some type of color that we know is just going to be put in the back of their closet when they're done with it. Like you need to get a classic piece like a Chanel boy bag, a, a YSL um, a wallet, uh, even just like even just like one of those classics, just like black, white, beige, cream, taupe a very neutral color, brown, anything that, that can go with a lot of things, that's how you know that you're, that you're going to get the most return on investment from your purchase. Like it's, it's, it's basic, you know, like, and there's nothing wrong with getting a basic bag. If you get a black, anything is better than getting like a fucking neon green Gucci wristwatch. Like, <laughs> like that's not a, that's not a staple piece. If you get a classic black Chanel bag, you save up your money. You get like, I think it's $5,000. The classic back, the, well, the classic black Chanel boy bag. I promise you, you're going to get so much wear out of that. You can wear that to every occasion. You can dress it up or dress it down. There is a way to dress it down everyone because you can wear it with like a black trench coat, black and a black sweat set. And then that instantly you look more put together and very fabulous, <laughs> but it's so easy to dress up or down. You're going to get your, your return on investment on it and it goes up in value. So if one day you decide to not like it anymore, and you still have it in good condition, you can sell it for a, a relatively high price because it is, it is so sought after and people do want it at a lower price than the what it is bought in store and if you keep it in good condition you can even pass it down to your relatives and it'll still be classic so that's the best thing about investing in a good classic bag because when you do invest in classics they go up in value a you can give it to your siblings or or like your children b and then c it goes with every single piece like a, a classic black bag will go with everything no matter what so i i definitely say something like that is, is a good classic for you but let's move on to the next set of unpopular opinions i'm having really fun with this i just love speaking honestly i mean he does have a podcast so like what would you expect <laughs> Okay, let's get back into some unpopular opinions. <laughs> okay, so this is one that's a little bit of a hot take, um, obviously, because it's me. <laughs> but some people who I literally hate are people who just don't know the difference between subjective and objective. Like, they think that their opinions are facts, and they demonize other people for sharing their opinion that's opposite to theirs. And, like, fact on fact, everyone who has an opinion is not facts. Unless you are backing it up with some type of researched um, paper or fucking whatever, some type of research, your opinion is an opinion until you back it up. Then it, then it can possibly become a fact, but we don't know yet. <laughs> but also to the people who just insert their opinion when they really don't need to, or where it doesn't belong, like, like inserting it and then exerting it. Like that's the, one of the most important things. Like the people who just will insert their opinion into everything. And then from there, automatically think that the whole conversation is now fact-based because they've inserted their opinion and they have that like moral 
compass or whatever that thinks that their opinion is fact-based like no sweetie you need to wait your turn and then when you do have something to say make sure you back it up bitch like i'm sorry but you are so insignificant to this world like no no one gives a shit especially to those wanting to put others down like you don't have to say anything but instead you do you, like instead you did honestly and then exerting your opinion is just gonna like make you look more desperate in the conversation and it's honestly just really sad and it just gives me peaked in high school vibes like i'm i'm sorry those people who especially like when they think that their opinion is like subjective which is subjective and objective are two very different things so when they throw in their opinion and they and then they, they demonize everyone else for saying something that's completely opposite that makes you a bad person like especially when it comes to like the anti-vaxxer situation um the abortion stuff like that's very very deep i'm not going to get into that because i don't want to talk about that here because that's personal and i don't know all the facts and i don't want to say something that's going to um disprove something else like that's something that's very you can go read i and read papers on that watch movies about that documentaries like it's very very interesting stuff and very very knowledgeable stuff but i don't want to speak on that but anything that's very like anything that's very touchy subject that where they just throw their opinions in and they think that they're facts and then they demonize other people for it you are not a strong like what you're saying does not have validity you're not like confident for saying that bitch you just look desperate in the conversation and yeah again it gives me peaked in high school vibes and i cannot stand it because there are literally people that i can name to this day that still continue to just insert their opinion when they have no grounds for it especially bitch let's get into it the per <laughs> i'm not gonna say the person but there's this one person and you know who you are if you're listening to this who literally would like i would be talking about fashion with my friends because we just love doing that and this person would have the audacity to like make fun of my fashion and like my knowledge of it because like I would always be talking about like classics and stuff like that and how I hate trends and like I don't hate trends but I think I hate the way that that the trend cycle is moving so fast and the fast fashion consumption is just ruining the entire fashion industry like I I literally was going on that and they're like well Samir it's you're just you're just um what was it you're just sad that when I post a picture in a, in a better outfit I get more likes bitch excuse me i'm sorry i don't want to be walking around in Shein all day like i like that's something very different like like that's like that's just a conversation that pisses me off but that just brings me back to high school because when i just think about those people who who literally have no validity in what they're saying and just spew out what they're saying like, like they, they do not think before they speak and that sometimes me too i'm not going to say that's not because i've definitely been in situations where i just gave my opinion without like actually thinking all the way through I fully 100% will say that but those people that just blatantly do it just to get a reaction out of you like just to piss you off like in the words of Gabby Hanna you are a bully <laughs> I'm sorry but no again peaked in high school vibes like I cannot we do not want to do that <laughs> that's a little small one um yeah I really honestly when it comes to unpopular opinions like when it comes to more like tv show stuff I don't watch a lot of like tv so I don't really like when it comes to, like, the more trendier TV shows, I never really got into them. Like, Squid Game really wasn't that good, and I don't really know why people got so into it. Like, it really wasn't that good. It lasted for literally two weeks, and then where is it now? Like, I think it literally got taken off of Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I really, I love, like, shows, like, I love New Girl. I love, like, like, I've, I never really got into Friends because I, th I thought it was kind of boring and redundant, and, like, there's so much racial problems on that show that are just like underlined um and like Gilmore Girls is kind of it's, there's a lot of like internalized misogyny in that show and like I never really got into it like it's a good it's they're classics and they they have good like good retentions like their their retention rate is so good on those shows like they're they're constantly played and talked about and memed and all that stuff like that's what keeps them relevant obviously but like 
I, so I read on Twitter that somebody was like, Gilmore Girls is the epitome of a ninth grade English teacher's comedy. And I was like, wow, I just feel enlightened. <laughs> and there's no shade on that. But if you like the show, do you, babes. But when it comes to me, like, I can talk about Gossip Girl. This is a hot topic. But the new Gossip Girl is really not that bad. And from somebody who has watched Gossip Girl since it came out, has read the books, bitch, I don't read, but I read the Gossip Girl books, has watched the TV show at least eight times. No, more than fucking eight, bitch. I've watched the TV show probably, like, rewatched the entire show at least, like, 15 times. Maybe even more, bitch. On plane rides, that's what you do. <laughs> you just rewatch the, that same shit. Who has literally seen Gossip Girl since the day it came out all the way fucking through to the very fucking end of it, like the classic, like, OG Blake Lively, Leighton Meester, um, I almost forgot his name, Dan Humphrey, <laughs> Chase Crawford, like, all those bitches. My favorites, absolutely, Stan, Jenny Humphrey, and you guys know, <laughs> but um, literally, like, there's just, I, I can go deeper into Jenny. Ooh, this is a good, good for you, Samir, for fucking getting this conversation started. But no, the uh, the new Gossip Girl is really not that bad. Like, I completely understand how it's kind of cringe. It's like the Instagram gossip girl. But when you think of about, I think about something that's very, like, the, the storyline of gossip girl really isn't that revolutionary. Like, it's, it's a group of, it's the life of the rich and famous, like a group of just very rich kids, and they're being stalked by somebody through a some type of technological platform, and they have their own dramas. And then the technological platform is reporting on it like that's not a very like it's not a revolutionary groundbreaking storyline like we've seen that like that's a that, think of like sex in the city think of what's it like a lot of like stalker shows like that's think of you that's another perfect example of like gossip girl like it's it, uh, it's it's literally like that like just think of a stalker show and then encompass the stalker as a phone or an instagram like literally it's not something like that so i think to revolutionize it and try and be more culturally aware because i do agree the original gossip girl it was whitewashed like it was just a bunch of white people in and it was the perfect stereotype the life of the rich and famous and and the only and the few people of color were, were what known as like the brooklyn girl the fucking like like the weird girl or the broke girl or whatever like it's it's such a like stupid stereotype like it, it was so dumb like i do agree like the the original gossip girl did have a lot of problems like a lot of racial stuff and like the new gossip girl i know was like really mocked for being like um they like people were saying like the the girls don't look rich and like monet like her hair is weird like i heard all this shit and it's just like bitch like there's nothing there why does race and wealth have to be compared in a sentence? Like you can be, I, I here's a hot take. You can be a person of color and still be rich. Like I, I, I hate the people that were like, oh, they don't look rich or like their outfits aren't pretty. Like bitch, I know Blair Waldorf wore neon stockings, but I don't think 2021 girls are going to be wearing neon stockings. Like biker shorts are super trendy, which is what they're going to wear baseball jackets, oversized clothes, neutrals, like the original Gossip Girl had so much fashion that I love, like Blake Lively's um, cotillion, that gold cotillion outfit was just absolutely stunning. But when you think of a cotillion outfit now, like you're going to go for something that's a little bit more edgy, maybe something in leather, black, um, grays, like not so like much sequins, like it's not 2012 anymore, like you got to evolve and, and like Dynasty, not Dynasty, I was, that's another one, Gossip Girl is like, it's, it's, 
the topic of Gossip Girl and just in general is very, very interesting. And to revolutionize it with also like gay relationships, also with just like, like the original Gossip Girl did have a few, but to revolutionize it with gay relationships, with seeing somebody that's a person of color being known as like the it girl is so revolutionary. And I will love, and I love that. And the show isn't like the acting isn't like it's, it's okay it's it's standard cw comedy kind of um i know it's an hbo show but it just it feels like a cw show honestly it's 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 like the original gossip girl and they do have some like thrown in jokes about like chuck and blair and everything and it's cute but the original gossip girl it, it did its time and i love it and it will forever like i was literally watching it this morning <laughs> as i'm getting ready like every time when it's thanksgiving i watch the, the you know the classic season three thanksgiving episode we all know and love it but like the christmas episodes are just amazing like it, it's a, it was a work of art like gossip girl is a work of art but it doesn't need to be compared to the new one because it's two different shows like it's there's gossip girl like back in the day classic back in the day <laughs> and then there's this new one like it's the new it's like the new sex in the city premiere like the new one it's called um what's it called and just like that it's yeah and, and again it's it's two different shows like the original sex in the city and like the movies and the new one like the, the very new reboot they're th- three different entities like they should not be compared because yeah they may have the same characters yeah they may have the same premise but it's three different plot lines three different subplots three different um just like developments a different a different setting like it's it's their difference so we have to stop comparing tv shows because when we do that we just kind of limit our understanding and our like and these people work hard on these projects like we should give it a chance like the original gossip girl is, is honestly like it's it's been my favorite but i will say like there are some things that i would like to change and the new gossip girl has changed them so it's not all bad it's not all black and white there is a beige area people so just it's important to see the differences of it um and then with that like this is something i i don't know have i spoken on this before but like we need we need to like give a deep like discussion about how jenny from gossip girl original was the best character she was the best most realistic and nobody can hate on her because she is the most realistic character that has the best character arc like yes chuck bass went from like a rapey uh creepy dingy ugh, to a like be- like a beautiful soulmate for, for blair like absolutely like, like love that for him that storyline is like forever so cute but they were incredibly toxic people <laughs> don't forget that they were very very toxic but jenny like is the most realistic character from that entire show. And the reason, look at yourself right now. If you're just sitting here doing homework, stop what you're doing. If you were thrown into the fabulous life of the rich and famous out of nowhere and just wanted to be accepted, just want to fit in. And as we all do, when we go to high school, we fixate on that one person. We all do it on that one person who's the most popular, the coolest, the prettiest, the most athletic, the whatever guy or girl and we try to become them if you were given the opportunity to be in their friend group and they start to change you you will be jenny from gossip girl in some type of format like you will change for the worst we all know because you're you're growing up too fast you're seeing the world through through a rose-colored glass that looks perfect but it's slowly starting to change you and jenny from gossip girl was the perfect example of someone who came from the bottom who like she was she basically had four phases she had um cute hello kitty jenny which is in the very beginning <laughs> we then then she had little jay which is blair's like little um sidekick then she had fashion jenny which is jenny who who did the fashion shows and hang out with um what's her name was it ingrid oh god i literally why am i blinking right now i literally love this show <laughs> um agnes it was agnes who, who who hung out with agnes and wanted to start her, start her fashion line and then we had 
really goth Jenny who like lost her virginity to, virginity to Chuck, who was really just like bitchy to Serena, which I love that Jenny. I love a bitchy Serena moment. Like Serena was low key a bitch, and nobody can tell me shit because she has she was problematic as hell. She was the it girl, but she was problematic as hell. Um, and I love when Jenny like clocked her. It was amazing. But literally, like, Jenny's ambition to be a fashion designer and to be, like, she wanted to make a name for herself. Like, she wanted to build her brand. Like, she wanted Jenny Humphrey to not just be a little Jenny Humphrey from Brooklyn. Like, she is Jenny Humphrey from Manhattan now. Like, she was Jenny Humphrey, the brand, the label. Like, she wanted, she wanted to go to Parsons. She wanted to make her money. And what, did, what happened? She tried her best. Like, she went through the life of the rich and famous. Like, and it didn't work out for her. And that's so realistic because what what do people do they move to new york city they move to los angeles and they don't become the person that they, they thought they were they find out that maybe this life is not for them they get wrapped up in like the the beautiful sparkle that is los angeles or new york city and they come out of it on the, on the other side changed because they realize that it's not what it's cracked up cracked up to be like think of any LA horror story, like, like when people move to LA and then they move back, like, or they move back to their hometown or they leave LA because they realize that it's just so, it's not picture perfect. It's, it's incredibly toxic. There's a lot of sleaziness. There's a lot of people trying to screw you over. There's a lot of pettiness amongst people, cattiness. Like it's, it's very different. And Jenny's ambition to become a fashion designer through all that she did and through all of what Blair put her through, through her relationships with with Nate and everyone, her her losing her virginity to Chuck, which was just a, a drunken mistake, like all this stuff changed her for the worst, but her ambition was never a problem. Like she was ambitious and yes, her raccoon eyes were bad. <laughs> like I will say that, but she was a perfect example of when you move to New York City or just any place and you start to lose yourself to the beautiful life of the rich and famous. Like it's it's the it's the small town content creator to influencer pipeline that, that like I mentioned all the time that's literally brought to the surface level of of TV. Like the sparkle of New York City was drowned out from Jenny because she realized that this life is not for me. So I need to go back to Brooklyn or I need to go back to what's it called? I think she went to, yeah, she went to boarding school or she went back to wherever she, or wherever her parents were from. And like, it's, she had to realize that, that this life was not for her. Like she, she tried it. She did her fashion thing. Like, like she, she paved her way. Like, like people knew who Jenny Humphrey was, but for the wrong reason. And then for the, and for the reason that she tried to become someone, but she did it in the wrong way. And that's the most realistic way of, of going to New York City and trying to be the brand or trying to do this, become rich and famous. And most of the time, what happens? You end up not becoming rich and famous because it's really hard to to do that and still have good mental health. <laughs> so Jenny was hot girl shit. Like no one can say that. I've loved Jenny since the freak since wow, since the beginning. And she was the most realistic character no matter what. Um Miss Jenny with the raccoon eyes, Jenny from the block, Jenny from Brooklyn, whatever. Uh little Jay she was amazing. And I love Jenny. And there's nothing wrong with Jenny. I think that I, I know like people literally hate on her because like she was rude and she she did do some bad things with Serena and she did like cause problems with with Dan and everything, blah, 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 blah. But she was the most realistic character. And also she was 17 or she was 18 or she was 16. Like she had her first fight with Serena when she was 16 like she was not mature enough to realize what she was doing she was thrown into the life of the rich and famous at six at 14 bitch like you would too and also another thing the parent trap meredith blake she was not the villain meredith blake from the parent trap she was 26 like of course she would like marry and start to date the super rich 
whatever his name was like meredith blake from the parent trap was not the villain like i all these stereotypes of these women that were who were ambitious corella deville not the villain she wasn't like maybe she stereotyped as the villain but she was an independent woman who made her own fashion brand who just wanted to be accepted by everybody well not to be accepted by everybody she wanted to pave her own path because she was tired of being overlooked like powerful woman um Mer meryl streep in uh as in devil wears prada miranda Priestley, andy Sachs from devil from devil wears prada like all these um what's it called just like women in power and women of who just exude this feminist mindset um and just like are just branded as this bitch boss trope or just like the bitchy girl who just can't do, do it all like no you can have it all every girl can have it all like it, you can do some balance with it like i hate when people like talk especially on those movies like devil wears prada or even sex in the city where like people are talking about like samantha and how like she's like a whore and all this stuff and like no she's she's a she's never been she's a public relations executive bitch like she fucking found her way yes she was like doing her own thing with all her little relationships but no she was she had her career she had her sex life and she knew what she was doing and guess what she ended up coming out okay didn't she like it's fine like i i hate that in the very end this whole like bitch boss trope that women can't have it all and the women in the workplace stuff i hate it and i literally like jenny is a perfect example of just like a, a girl in power who finally like tasted it and everyone hated on her for it and that was her downfall wow <laughs> i fucking got so deep on that one but it just it literally bothers me to my absolute core everyone to my core <laughs> all right um how about another unpopular opinion um i'm going through my list uh, if we want to kind of go on that, getting Botox fillers, plastic surgery, it's the exact same concept of tattoos or makeup, but it's just more, but it's just a lot more permanent. And just some of you just aren't ready for that conversation. Like I am, I'm so for getting, getting filler or changing your appearance. If you were going to hyperfixate on, let's say your nose and every single day you look at it, you hate it and you have the money, the resources, the time, the want the, the desire to change it and you can change it by getting filler in your nose or getting a nose job or plastic surgery do it if it's going to make you happier i have no right to say anything because it is your body your choice and that's perfectly fine i know people hate on plastic surgery the kardashian bbl movement whatever say what you want say what you want they have the money for it it's not your body it's not your business like perfect example like I want a nose job. I want some cheek filler too. I don't really like how like wide my face is. I would love like a cheek, a cheek implant. Um, my hairline could do a little bit better. I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. <laughs> I get my eyebrows done. Like, like the same thing with that. I get my eyebrows done. I get them pleased and, and waxed. I, I have gotten eyelash extensions. I get, I got braces, bitch. Like it's the exact same concept as plastic surgery or tattoos. Tattoos is the same thing. You're changing your arms appearance, makeup, Sometimes when you when you get microblading or you get um what's it called uh, what 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 am I even trying to find here waxing like you're doing things that are changing your appearance it's the same concept fill uh, people forget that fillers and Botox dissolve over time like you can get fillers and they last for sometimes up to three three to five months and then you have to go back and get more and it naturally dissolves plastic surgery is different it's more permanent but it's the same concept as a tattoo same concept as makeup same concept as waxing there's so many of these similarities here and i just hate that the plastic surgery is so judged because literally get whatever you want get and do it for your right reason like do it because you genuinely want to don't do it to match a trend like the bbl movement where everyone was getting bbls but 
that's stupid because like it's it's literally something that's quote trendy by the kardashians again we can go into the cultural impact of the kardashians if we really want to <laughs> but no like botox and stuff like that like if you want to get a little bit of lip filler and and one year you have really thin lips and then the next year you have thick thicker lips that's no one's business just be like i did i pulled a kylie <laughs> no but honestly like it's not your body it's not your business like and i am so for everyone doing what they want and getting their life together and everyone deserves what they need to what they need to have but the thing that does piss me off is the mlm girl boss gatekeepers okay like sis whether it's like the place we live the food we eat the fashion the aesthetic sorry the makeup like all those like especially the, the people in toronto there are so many gatekeepers of this city that will gatekeep a specific trend or aesthetic or just like the like the, there it becomes a point i know in new york city too like it's fucking gargantuan people will literally have fights with people about who's more new york city like who is more who's more of a new yorker or who is more of a torontonian or who's more la like who's more of a valley girl like bitch it doesn't matter if i was born in utah and then moved to new york city like i'm still a new yorker like i live in new york city that makes me a new yorker or some people people will be like you're not even from toronto like you're from mississauga which i am and people will be like you're not even a toronto you're not even a toronto person excuse me bitch i was born in whatever like I, you can't say shit have i taken the go train to toronto yeah that makes me a toronto person like don't say shit like there's those fucking gatekeepers that will just gatekeep everything and especially the people that like gatekeep where you got your your clothes from and like where you bought this certain outfit like i hate that like bitch we can all shine there's plenty of a success for everyone there's plenty of leather pants for everyone people there's plenty of leather blazers for everyone like we can all look nice you don't have to gatekeep where you got your clothes your makeup your style your fashion where you eat like anything like that like you don't have to gatekeep anything because there's literally no point like fashion will be around food will be around makeup will be around like there's plenty of success for everyone people like people just need to realize that like i like it's just fucking like the go train for god's sake is was gatekeep for a while and like no one cares if you are walking the streets in the same dusty shoes since 1999 and then you figure out how to go to bathers from young and college faster than than the next guy and you don't take the, the ttc because you like to walk everywhere and you know the like the best restaurant in downtown like you you know the you know what to order at starbucks so it goes in the secret menu like bitch nobody gives a fuck like just tell me like it's not that fucking deep like you're not going to be looked at any more deeper if anything you're looked at as a more inclusive person because you help somebody like that's what people forget is that when you help somebody and like you you tell them a shortcut or you give them a tip on how to survive in a city or whatever from someone who has lived there from like less like, like 10 plus years you're looked at as more of like an inspiration an idol a cooler person like you look like more of a new yorker than somebody who doesn't tell you like a shortcut from here to there or, or what to take to get from here to there faster like you look like you you want to look like a piece of shit like help people and be nice about it because when you are nice good will come back to you when you do when you do good things good karma will come back to you so just a little friendly reminder about that because some people need to realize that just because you were born in toronto does not make you any less toronto person as me like or just because well here's something just because you you wore 
Um, and I can say that just because I wore beige first does not mean that, that somebody can't wear beige now. Like I can clock myself too, people. Just because I started a podcast doesn't mean that somebody else can't start a podcast and be more successful than me. Like there's plenty of success to go around. There's plenty of style to go around. There's plenty of clothing to go around. Like we need to stop gatekeeping. Just because you ate lunch at that place first doesn't mean that I can't eat lunch there too, bitch. Like it's this, the same concept. Like we can, we can all clock ourselves. I put myself in the situation. I know I do. I do it sometimes. And I try and be like, Samira, it really didn't matter. Like you should have just told that person where you got your outfit. Like it's not that big of a deal. And honestly, you look like such a cooler person. Like be like, Oh, like, Oh, you like, you like my jacket? Thanks. I got it from Zara. Let me send you the link right now. I think they're having a sale. You look genuinely so much cooler. Well, that was my um, uh, thing. You look genuinely so much cooler as a person to do that. And honestly, like out of literally everything in this world, like you look so much fucking cooler. Like there's no way to say it. And I love that. If you were that person who like doesn't do that, there's, I have one word for you. And that is that you are a gatekeeper. <laughs> but yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, this whole topic is just, it's super spicy. I have one more unpopular opinion for all of you. And um, you might want to stick around for it after this short little break. Okay. <laughs> ah! All righty, y'all. Did y'all enjoy that little breaky break? Breaky break. Grab a snacky snack. <laughs> snacky snack. <laughs> wow. Wiki wiki. <laughs> okay. Uh, last unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. This is more of like a gas me up opinion um, that I think more people should know is that your independence is your greatest asset. And that is to be said that if all else fails, you're single on Valentine's Day, single awareness week, whatever, talk shit, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm single, whatever, screw it. No, you being independent is your greatest asset in life. If you can be independent, if you can live by yourself, if you can thrive, if you can make your money, get home, pay pay your bills, make your dinner by yourself, go to sleep by yourself, and repeat, you are the strongest, most put together person in this world because you have the understanding of how, what you need to do to survive, to be successful, and you don't need anybody else to contribute. That's the best thing to do because I've been taught from a very young age. I have two very independent parents, well, two very independent parents, a very independent sister, a very independent just morale my entire life. Like I'm very independent too. I understand what it takes to cook, clean, manage a household, budget, all this shit. Like I've learned that from my parents, especially. And yeah, having that independence to know that I, that if everyone's home, if everyone's not home, I know how to cook a, get, a cook a dinner. I know how to put the alarm on. I know how to make sure all the clothes. I know how to check the air filter. I know how to fix this. I know how to put up a picture frame. I know how to do my do the laundry, put on a sheet. I know how to iron. I know how to clean the toilet. I know how to fix the fridge. I know how to call and make my own appointments. I know how to get to school. I know how to come back from school. I know how to get here without a car. I know how to get here with a car. I know how to wash a car. I know how to do a lot of things. I know how to uh, fix a garage door that's broken. I know how to paint a room. I know how to install a floorboard. I know how to hook up a new computer. I know how to set up a new computer. I know how to bake and, and uh, what's it called? Cook mostly anything from recipe. I know how to fix TV. I know how to do a lot of things. And this is not me like flexing on you. This is just me saying that having this independence where you don't have to depend on others, especially like as, depend on your parents for everything, depend on your siblings for everything, depend on your boyfriend for everything, depend on your girlfriend for everything. That will only drag you down further because when you depend on other people, it is literally the feeling of like, do this for me and then do it for me again when I need you and do it to me for again when, you, when I need you. You should be saying, can you do this for me? I intently watch you. I take notes on what you're doing. And then I, and then when I, when this happens again, because inevitably it could happen again, like your fridge breaks or whatever, 
I know how to fix it myself because independence is the greatest aspect because when you teach a man to fish, he can eat for days. When you give a man a fish, he can eat for one day. That's like what it's the most like independency quote ever known or whatever, like metaphor, bitch, because it's so fucking true. When you teach yourself how to do things and you sometimes you got to just fucking go through it. That's why I always say that, like, if you live by yourself, like if you ever live by yourself, you move out by yourself, you will learn so much about your life because no one is there to, to take out the trash for you. No one is there to wipe the countertops. No one is there to take a, um, what's it called? Clean, clean the sink. No one is there to, to check for mice. No one is there to fix the TV when it's broken. You are the only person in that house. You need to be able to wash the dishes and put them away and go to sleep and go to sleep on time and set an alarm for yourself and make yourself breakfast and get your keys and wipe down your shoes and put your clothes away and iron like all this shit all these little little tasks that we just depend on our parents to do even as something as stupid as like putting on the alarm at night locking the doors you should be able to make sure check around before you go to bed make sure everything's locked because what if one day your parents forget and somebody could break in you know like that's super like super last case scenario type shit but it's so important to be independent and realize that if everything goes awry and i'm left by myself God, God, hoping that that never happens to you. I will never put that upon somebody. But if something does happen where one day I'm by myself, I can be okay with being successful, making my own money, paying my bills, cooking for myself, supporting myself and being there for myself, putting myself first. I know how to do that. And independence is something that should never be taken as a grant as for granted, because when you're independent, that means that you can do things for yourself without without the tasks of, of anybody else like you can basically fulfill yourself and that's all humans should do is that they should be able to fulfill themselves in any way yes your parents should be there to help support you until you like eventually do need to grow up and start supporting yourself but it's so important that from a young age you develop some type of habit routine um learn things from your parents that you can do yourself because that's going to just show your exponential growth when you get older and that's amazing because for me personally me learning how to cook and clean and do something like clean a toilet, clean a shower, regrading the tiles. Like, bitch, I know how to do a few things. So that's going to help me like when I do eventually move out by myself and, and try and start my own life. And like what your life when you live with your parents to what your life is after you live after yourself living with your parents is drastically different because when you like don't live with your parents anymore, you have to, that's when you that's when you become an adult. Like that's actually when you start to thrive in yourself. And, and I'm, and I'm so looking forward to that because when I do, I feel like I'm finally going to become me. Like me right now is me still living at my parents' house. Me right now is still in school. Like I feel like once you're done school, once you officially move out by yourself, that's when you actually start to become the person that you were always meant to be. And that's so fucking amazing, which we all should aspire to do. If you still live with your parents, that's perfectly fine. I'm not cheating on anybody who lives who lives with their parents. But if you're independent, like let's say you live with your parents, but you cook for yourself, you clean for yourself, you do your own routines, you set your own alarms, you clean up in your own way, like all that stuff, you're independent in yourself. You're just still living with your parents and that's perfectly fucking fine. But when you are independent in any aspect of life where you don't need to constantly ask for the needs of other people to fulfill you or to help you in any way, you're fucking thriving. Like it's fucking amazing. And more people should do that. Like, especially the people that rely on their girlfriends or their boyfriends for their own support and stuff like that. And like fix this for me and all this shit. Like, no, fix it yourself. Look up a YouTube video, look up a manual, go to the library and read up how to do it. Like figure it fucking out. And like, I literally like there was a sign I remember when I was a kid and I would pass by it every single day 
like to school and it would be like it would be like on like one of those motivational poster boards and it would, and on big red letters it was a white board with big red big red letters that said figure it out and i would pass by it every single day in middle school and i would literally think to myself you know what no figure it out like you figure it out for yourself don't keep asking people and what did i do i figured it out i'm sitting here on this podcast and i figured it out myself <laughs> i figured out how to put it up on different platforms and i figured it out how to take a good cover photo and how to market everything properly on Instagram and social media. And I figured out how to record properly and edit. And I taught myself like figuring it out is your biggest priority in life. Like you like you, your life goal is to figure it out. So figuring out is the, at, a, at a young age and figuring it out with independence on in your tool belt is how you're going to thrive in this world, in this world. So I definitely would say that in, in the world that we live in, the way of like doing things, you have to be able to do them, do things by yourself. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the hour, at the end of the, at the end of your life, you live with yourself, you die with yourself, you exit this earth by yourself. So you should be able to figure things out for yourself. And, but there's nothing wrong with asking for help. You, you should ask for help when you need it, but doing the things that you need to do by yourself and knowing how to do it by yourself is such an asset that some people do overlook because they're like, oh, my parents will always be there. No, your parents will not always be there. My girlfriend will always will always be there. What if you break up? Hmm? <laughs> no, uh, my school will always be there. What happens when you leave school? You know, like you have to be able to, to have the pieces in place for yourself and know what you have to do and figure out what, what you need to do. Ask for help when you need it, obviously. Um, don't make everything on you. You do need, if you need help with taxes, like I don't know how to do my taxes properly. I'm going to ask my dad, like, you know, I don't know how to cook a four course meal and still have time to shower and go for a walk. And like, um, what's it called? Uh, pay, pay, pay everything on time. Like I look to my parents for that, especially my mom, like who has like our life together. Like I, I do ask questions. Like, how do I know what time to put in the food so that I can get home in time and then I can go for a walk and then I can make sure that this is ready and then I can go to bed on time. Like I, people, those routines are learned by experience, which you can ask your parents, obviously, but developing them on your own and trying and being independent and trying your best to learn is the best thing you can do because that's when you actually start to grow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I literally like, this was such a fun episode. I, I really fucking enjoyed it. I love I love unpopular opinions. I remember on TikTok, they were a really big thing and I fucking love them. Um, yeah, they were, this was actually so much fun. If you guys enjoy this episode, I can do more like an unpopular opinions part two because uh, we all know that Samir just loves to talk, obviously. But yeah, if you guys really, um, if you guys actually enjoyed this episode, I would be so down to make another one. Um, yeah, that was pretty much the end of this podcast episode. If you guys have any unpopular opinions, I'm going to put out some Instagrams. Uh, some Instagram posts and maybe like uh, one of those um, ask me anything type of question boxes and I'll put in your unpopular opinions and maybe we could chat about them in the next episode and we can kind of divulge and see <laughs> because I know you guys probably have some really good unpopular opinions when it comes to like pop culture or just like life in general or like whatever's on your mind whatever you got remember speak your peace speak your speak your truth if you have a podcast I would love to hear yours or if you want to do like an Instagram live, whatever it is, do your thing because we all have opinions. We all are, we are in the Canadian charter of rights and freedoms, freedoms. We have the right to our own opinion. So speak your peace, speak your peace, do what you need to do. But yeah, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast on your podcast platform of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure to fake smile your way out of some really bad situations. And I will talk to you all next Tuesday. Okay. Bye, guys. Enjoy your work week. Bye. Bye.